Well, good Sunday morning to you. I'm Melissa Moore, and it's my pleasure to have back my friend, uh, Kevin Peterson from the Chronic Hope Institute. Kevin is a licensed marriage and family therapist. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning, Melissa. How are you doing today? Well, besides losing my voice, I'm doing okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll carry the weight today. No problem. Okay, good. Good. Just talk extra for me. All right. Well, we're going to close out May talking about May being Mental Health Awareness Month. So let's just start off with the basics about what is mental health. Wow, that's a great question. What is mental health? I think mental health, you know, in the quick definition, is just about taking care of yourself emotionally uh, overall. It's not, I mean, everything kind of plays into it. Uh, I have what I call the five pillars of mental health. Right. So maybe that's the better answer. And the first one is exercise, right? And I'm I'm not talking about joining a gym and becoming Arnold, okay? (laughs) Right. I'm talking about just 15 minutes of walking around, walk around the block, Walk around your yard. I don't care. Just get up and get the blood flow and get the get to all the stuff happening. Get your synapses moving and the serotonin cooking. And that, that's just the first thing. You know, is, is just movement. Movement is critical. Okay, I um, like that. I think movement. People get intimidated. I think sometimes by the word exercise. But when you say move for fifteen minutes, that feels doable. Yeah, that's it. Just 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 fifteen minutes a day of you know movement, walking around, get the heart rate up. That's yep. number one. Okay. Um, Number two is another sort of thing that people find intimidating is nutrition, okay? Now, when I say nutrition, again, I don't expect you to become an expert on, you know, eating disorders and eating and this and that and the other thing and going on this diet and reading this book. I'm just saying pay attention to what you're eating, Mm -hmm. you know. One of the things that we always tell people, an old friend of mine actually said, you know, when you find yourself eating a lot of sweet things, that generally is because you're lonely, and, and, and I was like, oh, wow. And I started noticing that myself, that that's true. And then when you find yourself eating a lot of salty things, that's generally when you're anxious or showing anxiety or nervous about something. That is very interesting. Yeah. So the, so my point with saying nutrition is pay attention to what you're eating, when you're eating it, and how you're feeling. That's mm. all. That's all I'm saying is just pay attention. Yeah. So really be present as you're eating. Absolutely. Be in the moment. And, yes. You know, when you're... <clears throat> you find yourself at you know one in the morning raiding the fridge and coming down with you know pretzels it's like huh okay what's going on in my head yeah you know? yeah um Number three, and this is one of my big favorites, this is kind of the big secret, is meditation. Um, and again, I'm not talking about becoming a, a yogi, yogi guru master, okay? I'm talking about five minutes of just shutting everything down, no phone, no electronics, no TV, and just having a cup of coffee or a cup of tea and just being present with yourself just for five minutes when you start the day. That's all. I, yeah, you and know. I think a lot of people think meditation has to be humming something or in a certain certain position or, you know, I need to have a special pillow to sit on to meditate. And you're making it sound very simple. Well, and I agree with you. Yeah, nobody, you don't have to do 45 minutes of levitation within the yoga <laughs> position, the lotus position with the proper incense and the and the special, I mean, those things are great if that's what you want to do, you know, but I'm talking about just shutting it down for five minutes and giving your brain a chance to just come down, hmm. you know, and, or, or at least start the morning off with a little bit of clarity and be like, ah, okay, and create some intention of, well, what is it I want to accomplish today? Where do I want to go? What do I want to do? Number four, and I think this is 
really critical is community. And what I mean by that is find your tribe, you know, find your people. I don't care if it's, you know, uh, your neighbors where you're hanging out and having, you know, a cocktail or having a coffee or having a barbecue or chatting over the fence or, you know, it's at the coffee shop or at church or at the gym or whatever your thing is. You know, what do they say? A a problem shared is a problem halved. Yeah, it's so true. I think we all kind of saw that, too, when we were going through um, COVID and everybody was so isolated. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, I think one of the really cool things that happened in that time was we started using, you know, more of the video stuff and started realizing we could engage with people around the world. Right. uh, And and talk to them and just engage with them. And and it's just, you know, the same thing is, you know, find your community, find your tribe, find your people, spend some time just talking out. You know, what's going on? Here's what's happening. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Just barf it out. Yeah, barf you know? it out. I love that. <laughs> yeah. And make sure you listen, too. That's the other thing is you want to make sure you're not the person that's always the center of the attention. You know, one of the cool things is uh, the ability to listen. That's a good friendship. It's someone that actually listens. Absolutely. I think we all have those friends where they're just takers. They're not givers, too. Yeah, you know, and it's like that person that calls and you look in the see the caller ID and you're like, oh God, I don't have 45 minutes. Right. I call you them know, emotional uh, vampires. I really do. Yeah, no, I'm with you entirely, you know. Yeah. And in the therapy world, we call those people job security, to be <laughs> honest with you. <laughs> and then, you know, the fifth and final is therapy. Um, and, and I think therapy is critical uh, in, in all sorts. Of, and when I say therapy, by the way, I don't just mean talk therapy. Um, there's also like seeing a psychiatrist or, you know, medication therapy and that sort of thing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, although I think those two are best done together. Pills don't solve problems. Pills address symptoms, which are great. Mm-hmm. You know, that's I'm, I love medication. And I love psychiatry. But, you know, I think one of the most valuable lessons I learned when I worked in the community mental health center and in, in, uh, for Arapahoe Douglas Mental Health was every psychiatrist we had was like, I will not prescribe you medication unless you're actively seeing a therapist. I think that's so you know? smart. Yeah. And and it's true. You know, you, you need to you need to check in with someone and talk to someone who's a trained professional, because, mm-hmm. you know, as much as I love my family and I love my friends, they're not trained professionals. Right. As much as they think they are. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Everybody feels like they are like a mini psychologist inside. Oh my God! I have a I have a great little meme that says, "Please don't confuse you know your Google search engine with my masters and psychology." <laughs> That's know. funny. That's funny. <laughs> well, you know, I get it. I understand people are interested. And I love Google. It's a great tool, but yep. it doesn't. It's not the same as sitting down and having a chat with someone that is trained with on how to address these issues and yep. how to engage and negotiate and specializes in these issues. You yep. know, I think that is a great point. A great friend is a great friend, but a mental health professional is different. And a great friend will tell you, you know what, man, I think you need to talk to somebody. Right. Well, let me, let's talk about this because I think I've had this question come up before from people. What is the difference between mental health and mental illness? Ah, that's a great question. So I would say mental health is really all about um, just taking care of yourself, being aware, like we've, like, like we've talked about being in the moment, being present and acknowledging and saying, because, you know, everybody experiences depression. Everybody has anxiety. Everybody has fear. Everybody has a little bit of this. Everybody has a little bit of that. That's part of your emotional makeup. And that's okay. 
The danger is when, and this is where we get into mental illness, the danger is when those things start to take control of your day-to-day existence. Mm -hmm. So when I talk to people and they're like, oh, you know, I think I'm depressed. I'm like, okay, well, let's talk about that. What does that mean to you? What's your definition of depression? Can you get out of bed in the morning? You know, do you go to work? Do you go to the gym? Do you go to school? Um, You know, because you can be mildly depressed where you're just kind of blah the entire Uh time. But then there are people that truly cannot get out of bed and cannot get out of the house, you know, and and the same thing with anxiety. There are people that, you know, can feel a little nervous and a little jumpy occasionally. And then there are people that seriously cannot leave the house because they're so freaked out, mm. you know, and, and leave their controlled environment. So that's the important thing to acknowledge and understand the difference is that everybody has Everybody has little bits and pieces in them that will, you know, everyone has a little bit of depression. Everybody has a little anxiety. You know, everybody has a, a little bit of something. Sure. Um, and, that, and that's okay. That's okay. Um, and that's the makeup of your psyche and who you are as a person. Um, now, mental illness is when those things start to take control and become the dominant behavior of who you are and what you are. Mm. I think that yeah. is that is such a great way to look at it. And I love what you said. Everybody has a little bit of something because that gives us a a chance to be like, oh, I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I'm quote unquote normal. Yeah. I mean, and it's normal to feel certain things at certain times, you know, when, when we're, when we're dealing with grief and loss of losing a pet or losing a friend or losing a relationship or losing a job or losing a family member or a parent, Mm -hmm. it is normal to be depressed. It is normal to feel like, oh, this sucks. Yep. You know, yep. and, and it's OK. And you should feel that way. Yeah. And I love you know? the fact that we're talking about it now to make it OK. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, and it, it doesn't mean you need to go to a mental institution. It doesn't mean we're going to lock you up. It doesn't. By the way, that's really not what we do anymore. Right. That's, right. That whole, that's those old school mentality things. That's just not how it works. Yeah. Um, it's normal to feel those things. It's normal to feel sadness. It's and it's okay. And and you know, one of the things that we uh, always tell people is it's okay to feel that stuff and just ride it out and see what happens and see where it goes. Mm. You know, don't be afraid of feeling sadness. Sadness is a component of who you are as a person. It's right. okay. Right. To know? me, don't you think that if you don't feel it, that's when the problems happen? When you try to avoid feeling your feelings. Yeah, I had a great professor at Regis who said, you know, a lot of mental health issues are uh, created when people are constantly trying to deny how they feel and what's going on, where they're they're constantly trying to present themselves as I'm fine, everything's yep. okay, yep. you know, and that that's what creates the issue is that you're spending so much time pushing things down or hiding things or stuffing your closet full of stuff that eventually the closet's going to explode. Yeah, we see it all the time with people, you know, yeah. somebody who just all of a sudden just breaks and just kind of loses it. Yeah, exactly. And what we're trying to do is let them know that it's okay to yep. speak up and say, God, I'm not doing well. I'm having a, I'm having a little bit of a ride here, yep. you know, yep. and, and I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. I can still show up to school. I can still show up to work. I still my stuff, but I'm just feeling a little blah, Yeah, you know, and, and that's when, you know, your friends, your true friends are going to, they're not going to try to fix you. That's something I think is really critical is that I don't want people to start suddenly thinking they're my therapist and they're yep. going to fix me. It's like, no, I just want you to listen. Yep. yep. Um, I just want you to be my friend. Give me a hug. You know, I think that's um, great. Great advice. And, and yeah. good friends, like you said, too, will know when, hey, you know what? You may need to go talk to somebody. 
Yeah, yeah. And that's, you know, if it's kids, it continues over and over and over. It's like, hey, you know, we've had this conversation now for a couple of days, a couple of weeks. I'm concerned. And I say that out of love and compassion for you, yes. not out of like, you need to get the hell away from me with that crazy stuff. Yeah, very, very different approach. What do you think it is about mental health these days? Are we talking about it more? Is it a bigger issue? What What do you, what is your perception? Well, I think one of the really fascinating things or cool things that's happened is a lot of people that are in the public eye, you know, athletes, musicians, uh, actors, politicians, people that are in the news have started to openly come out and say, here's what's going on. You know, mm-hmm. I, I have depression. I have anxiety. Um, I have this issue. I struggle with addiction. I struggle with X, Y, Z, you know, um, and, and that is really helping because it shows people it's OK. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not talking about people that can't get out of bed and can't operate and can't function in society. We're talking about people that are doing quite well and are very successful that are like, yeah, and you know what? Turns out this is part of who I am also, yep, yep. you know? And it's and, and the thing, too, is that people, one of the things I really try always to tell people and get people to understand is this idea that it's, you know, that's something that somebody else has. If you can start realizing that it's okay that you actually have some of those feelings, that doesn't define you as a person. It's just part of the puzzle that makes you up yes. of who you are and what you are, you know? And I think there's such freedom, too, in identifying your demons or identifying the things that make you tick and saying, yeah, I I do have some anxiety or I do suffer from this and that and just acknowledging it. Oh, totally. I mean, just speaking it, you know, it loses so much of its power and then sharing it with someone, whether it's a friend or a professional and, and getting some sort of vision on, oh, okay, you know what? Hey, here's some ideas. Why don't you try doing some exercise? Why don't we pay attention to what you eat? Let's try some meditation, you know, and see where it takes us. I'll tell you what, I know from personal experience, and that's why I love that you always talk about movement, is that if I'm having one of those days, simply walking the dog around the block will change my perspective. You know, I'm glad you said that because honestly, if I was going to add a number six to this list, it would be puppies. Yes. Yeah. And and kittens, you know, or animals in general. Yes. There's just, you know, we have three Boston Terriers and, you know, you can't have a bad day (laughs) when you have three dogs jumping on you. You You know, even when the world's coming to an end or it feels like the world's coming to an end, when you walk in the door, you come out of your office and then you get sort of, you know, assaulted. Yes. In a good way. You know, it's, it's like, oh my God. This is so great. Yeah, no, I I have two dogs and a cat. And when the garage door goes up, they all gather right outside the (laughs) mudroom waiting for me. And then it's chaos. All right. Kevin Peterson with the Chronic Hope Institute, licensed marriage and family therapist. It is always fabulous to talk to you. For folks who want to get in touch with you or learn more information, what do they need to do? Well, I would say the first thing is just go to the website, www.chronichope.us. Um, and then we have a uh, Instagram channel at Kevin W. Peterson, S-E-N, where we post a bunch of stuff. And then we have a great um, YouTube channel. It's the Chronic Hope Institute. And, uh, you know, lots of, I mean, lots of free advice. I do a weekly uh, call in with a friend of mine in Dallas and we just answer questions for, you know, we're happy to answer any questions and all questions about mental health and addiction and family. Yeah, I follow you everywhere and love the information you get out there. Kevin Peterson, thank you as always. Great seeing you. And for more information, just go to your radio station's website. I'll see you back here next Sunday. I'm Melissa Moore. Go out, have a blessed Sunday. Be kind to everyone.